all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. This time of year is so full of excitement. Holidays like those on Hallmark channels and other channels where everyone ends up happily ever after would be great, right? But in real life, they can be hairy, tiring, and at times overwhelming. Do you feel anxiety or depression during this time? Do you want it to feel differently this year? Today, we'll talk about how you can bring the joy back. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about this time of year, supposed to be full of excitement, right? No matter what your religious affiliation, most people really get into the holidays. And as we go through the holidays, there are all these shows, right, on television like the Hallmark Channel, where everyone ends up happily ever after. That'd be great, right? Where everybody has everybody they need, and if they don't, they get them. But sometimes that's not what happens in real life. Sometimes our holidays can be stressful, hairy, tiring, overwhelming. So what can we do? Do you feel anxiety or depression during this time? Are you trying to make it feel a little differently this year and struggling? Today I want to help you with that. I want to talk about ways you can make it better. And there are ways, and it might not be perfect, but it might be a holiday when, when you feel some peace when you feel some happiness and perhaps when you are able to reach out to someone else to help them. So I'd love for you to give us a call about how perhaps you were able to do something positive for someone, how maybe you were able to turn the holidays around, um, how you could make them feel better for yourself. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So 
let, let me just talk to you about a couple of things. The holiday blues are really a, a, a real phenomena. They um, are likely to affect many individuals. And I think many times people um, feel like that they are alone while everybody else is merry and jolly and they're alone and their feelings of stress or um, feelings of anxiety. And that that is is not true at all. Um, one survey by the American Psychological Association uncovered some pretty interesting things about the holiday blues, and I thought I might tell you about that. So while the majority of people reported that they had feelings of happiness and love and good spirits over the holidays, um, those emotions often were accompanied by, and I bet you can guess this, fatigue, stress, maybe irritability, um, bloating, interesting, and then sadness. And about near 40% said their stress level increased during the holidays. Um, if they were already stressed, it got worse. And, and the top stressors, I can bet you can count these down for me too. Lack of time, lack of money, over-commercialization, now, this is one that I think a lot of people feel, the pressures of gift-giving and what do you give and how much can you spend. Um, so that's that's one, the pressures. And then family gatherings. So sometimes, you know, you're gathering with family members, maybe that you don't have a lot of commonness uh, with, uh, perhaps because of politics, perhaps because of past uh, negative relationships, um, something that somebody did to you in the past that you're having a difficult time letting go. So, so those are um, the major stressors. Um, I found this interesting that almost sixty percent of individuals found that during the holidays there was more stress at work than at home. And um, I'd like to hear from you about why you think that is. As I started reflecting on the feeling about work stress versus home stress, I think I probably got it. And so, Michelle, good morning. Thanks, as usual, for being here. <laughs> Good morning. Liz and I were in here. We're just chatting it up about the holidays. And you know, yeah. and everyone around here in MPB knows, I am Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I love Christmas music. You came home in a Christmas stocking. I did. I was born right. December 19th, and my father loves to tell me the story of when I was born, that month of December, all the babies were taken home in a Christmas stocking and he still has it. And he tells me that story every December 19th on my birthday. But I do want to say this, uh, when you were talking about uh, nostalgic uh, feelings and stress, think about Scrooge and how when we looked at him, we thought he was just this mean, bitter uh, miser. Right. And when you pull back those layers and realize he didn't hate Christmas. It was the thought of the past and what happened to him when he, he was, was a so little sad. boy. Yeah. And he was a sad man. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that story of Scrooge and A Christmas Carol and how you realize who a person really is and how anybody can change. Yeah. So today's show is all about that. We want you guys to call in. Tell us if you've uh, lost a loved one during the holidays. We know it's hard, but you can regain that happiness around the holidays. Imagine putting all that love of the person you lost back into your family, back into your kids, back into the time. So it's it's a process. It but is you can a do process. It. And, and you know, I always, uh, whether it's right or not, I often think of friends that were very close to me when I was younger and, and life and family and circumstances have kind of pulled us apart. And so I always try to reach out to those individuals. I have two college roommates that I, they just come to mind every year at this time. Why don't I reach out to them at other times? I don't know. But it always feels like it's a good time to reconnect and um, 
revisit maybe those good times instead of being sad about the bad times. Right. I like that. That's yeah. a good one. Well, let's go on. We have our first caller. I'm so happy to have Terry on the line. Hi, Terry. Thanks for calling. Hey, guys. I love the show. Oh, thank um, you. I want to go back in time a little bit. When my father passed away in the month of December, um, it was such a hard time for us. It was almost like walking around like a zombie and seeing Christmas decorations and people laughing and, and things of that nature. Um, so you had to really, uh, in my case and in my family's case, lean on our faith to really get through that time. And since then, I've really tried to take the holiday as more of a religious holiday than a secular holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very good in America of making religious holidays secular. Right. Uh, right. But uh, it really helped us through that time. And a lot of people, I'm a Catholic that lives in a sea of Protestants. But really, the 12 days of Christmas actually starts on Christmas Day. It ends with the Epiphany. Uh, the revelation of uh, Jesus Christ to Mary. Uh-huh. And so uh, in the Catholic Church, we don't really start celebrating Christmas until Christmas Day. We go through a period called Advent. And uh, But it, it, it really, I think if anyone is getting too much of the secular way of Christmas, if they are a, a religious person, to lean on that. Right. And it really can change their life and, and make everything uh, kind of come into focus. Yeah. Yeah, Terry, I am a big uh, celebrator of the 12 days of Christmas also. And um, and I find that if you don't focus on, on just a day, of the year, but focus on um, on the more prolonged celebration time and preparation and and all. It it really does feel better uh, because otherwise, I've heard so many people talk about uh, those who celebrate Christmas. Are I, I and you know, I'd love to hear from uh, those of the Jewish faith who celebrate Hanukkah. So, you know, so many times it's sort of a letdown. You have Christmas Day and then it's gone. And, you know, you see, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it out loud. You see those poor little Christmas trees out of people's houses on the curbside uh, on the evening of Christmas sometimes. And um, to me, that's just the beginning. So I like I like hearing from you about that, Terry. And um, sometimes if we could we could all um, just remember it's not just about the gifts and the hoopty law but but what are you doing and if you aren't a religious person then to celebrate the friendship and the giving to other people for perhaps the goodness that you've received so um Terry you know my father died also in December on December 13th and so, and I so clearly remember the year he died. We'd already sent out lots of invitations for a Christmas party. And um, so I had several people call and ask if um, I was canceling it. And um, I told them, no, it would be a different flavor, though. And we were going to celebrate Daddy's life. And so I, I think if we can remember to try to keep things in the right perspective and what we're doing as we move through, even in grief, that um, that we can get get through those hard times and maybe turn them into something positive. And it ended up to be a, a something that was wonderful and very supportive because friends came in and um, they were supportive to me and we celebrated Daddy. So... Yeah, I, I hope that that's what happens when I die. I don't want to wake. I want to party. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Let's plan on that, Terry. All yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, it, it is a wonderful time of the year, and we should all remember the reason for the holiday. Right. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for calling. Thank you. 
And I know this is a great time to take a break. I would love to hear from more of you um, about Terry's thoughts and maybe your thoughts about where we are with the holidays and how you can make them less anxious, less harried, and a lot more fun. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. Stay up to date by logging on to our website at mpbonline.org or use your mobile device and download our MPB public media app. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. Have you been in this situation? You're listening to a great story on Think Radio in your vehicle, but now it's time to go inside. You want to keep listening, but you're ready to move on. What can you do? Pull up the MPB public media app on your phone while you're in the car. You can continue listening to that great MPB local show and not miss a moment. Search for the MPB public media app in your app store. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. And thanks for listening. Today we're talking about those holiday blues and how you can avoid them. Are the holiday stress and anxiety that we sometimes feel? This song. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually um, likely the way many people feel that sometimes it is when you don't have that very special significant other. Um, can you still be happy, right? So I think that, um, you know, we've talked about the difference in alone and lonely, and um, you all know that. Alone means you're just with yourself and having some quiet time, but certainly able to be happy about it. And and lonely is a person who who just feels like they want somebody with them. So if you are feeling lonely... You need to do something about it. And and I know that sounds sort of, oh, uh, just pull yourself up. But if you are feeling lonely out there, then there are some things you can do because there are other people who I assure you are lonely too and would love a handout, a reach out, um, someone uh, to let them know that they care about them. So if you have a story about that, if you have a situation where that happened, I'd love for you to give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Um, you know, our first caller, uh, Terry, talked about loss. And Michelle, I know you have a story um, from someone that you recently met who had experienced a loss. I do. Um, this weekend, I met a young lady who 
um, shared with me that she lost her mother two years ago. And I was listening. We were in the beauty shop. And she uh, told us how she was feeling, especially during the holiday season, and how she didn't want to decorate. Her daughter asked her, Mom, are we putting up a tree this year? Are we going to decorate? She was like, no, I can't. It makes me feel too sad. And I was listening, and I wanted to <laughs> use my newly acquired counseling degree. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> by you, the thank way. You, thank you. Put it to work. So yeah. I was actually listening, and I was trying to find the right words to uh, support her. Right. Uh, I wanted to first let her know that it's okay to grieve. Uh, don't feel ashamed of how you f- you're feeling. And the grieving process is different for everyone. Some people, I mean, the t- there's no time frame on, you know, uh, get over it. You know, oh, we can't say that to anyone. But it is a process. And with any process, you have to start it. So I learned this right. from you. <laughs> right. You have to do it. You have so, to. Yeah, you have to start it start and you have process. to move through it, though. And I, I wanted to pick up my lifeline and call you right then uh, for some that's tough. real good words to tell her. What do you tell? Because I know I'm not the only person out there in um, our listening audience who knows someone or uh, someone in their family that's grieving or you may be yourself grieving this time of year. What would you tell them, Dr. Butchers, on how to um, move past and get to that place where you, you're you celebrating, like you said, you're celebrating your father, celebrating the person rather than um, tearing up and crying constantly and feeling physically ill yeah. and bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, you're right. Uh, Grief for some people uh, takes longer to get through all the processes of, you know, the the sadness and the the shock and the surprise and the denial and the anger um, and and all. But um, one thing we know is if there is an individual who's been grieving pretty significantly that it's interfering with their life for for greater than a, a year, then they likely need to reach out and get some help with a counselor, get somebody to talk with them. So let's let's talk about uh, a little bit. Now, you mentioned that that woman had a daughter. Yes. Um, and she is uh, a senior in high school. Yeah. And that's when it caught my attention right. when she shared that her daughter actually asked, can we put up a tree? No. Are we going to put up a tree this year? Or are we going to decorate the house? Yeah. And she quickly said no. And I was thinking, putting that energy into loving someone that's alive. Right. And that's a key factor of how to get through things, be it death or any type of tragedy. Yeah. N- being present. Yeah. And understanding that you're still here. And I did tell her that. I looked at her in her eyes and I said, you know what? Your mother did not, would not want you to die with her. I know it felt like you were going to, you know, could not move past this, but she would want you to live for you and your family, your husband and your daughter. She would want you to continue to experience life at its fullest. If you know your mother, yeah. she would want you to do that. Well, and and right, you don't want to, I think we all need to be forward facing. Um, looking back about positive memories is healthy, but looking back about I wish I were still there in the past is of no benefit because it's not going to happen. And so my concern too would be for that daughter who if if mom doesn't turn herself around, if this mother in the present doesn't turn herself around, then her daughter is going to have some some memories, sad right. memories of what's happened. And uh, so I think very important to live in the present, to honor the past those lovely memories. Um, why not decorate a Christmas tree and and have ornaments on the tree in honor of mother? That would be something of you know, and of your child's grandmother to to honor them. That's a good point. So, mm-hmm. I think to continue to have the kind of significant sadness that it sounds like she is having after a couple of years, especially with someone who has had uh, a 
a life long enough to see um, their daughter grow up and have children um, is is something that she needs to really work through. She, Do, she did mention something that uh, it not shocked me because I know a lot of people feel this way, but for her to actually say it out loud to me, and I was, again, a stranger, but I guess she felt comfortable enough to tell me this. She said that she was angry at God. Yeah. She was very angry that he took her mom away. Her mom had cancer and, uh, you know, wasn't old, and they found out in the latter stage of right. the development. Yeah. That's what it was as well. So yeah, and, and, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. I have a friend that that's happening to right now, and it is it is sad, and there's no way to explain it. Um, but that anger is, tells me that she's stuck in the grief process, and you can't get stuck in one of the stages. Anger is one of those stages, and I think we all have it. Just mad as hell, pardon me, that somebody took somebody you loved away before you were ready for them to leave. That's okay, but it's not okay to be angry for two years. Mm. It's because that tells me we haven't been able to move through the process. We haven't been able to get to the other side um, and work through it and realize that even though that person is gone, life still goes on. You need to go on um, and you you have to be forward facing and live for other people. You know, what would be another way to honor a lost loved one is to do good for others. That's what I was about to say. When you said, when you came back in from the break and you talked about being lonely and the difference of being alone and lonely, I love how you uh, made that point. But another thing about the holidays is there's so many opportunities to give back to your community. Uh, We're going to have Salvation Army on now you're talking on this Monday coming up. Angel Tree, uh, the Pantry, so many different organizations and and charities and we talked about it on our giving show a couple of weeks ago. We did. Giving and helps you. You. It it helps you um, give a part of yourself. And I know that sounds selfish, but gratitude, actually being grateful, helps you. It really yeah, it's does. not selfish to feel like you gain something positive. Mm-hmm. I think if you do something only for the res- recognition, I don't That's, know if yeah. um, our listeners saw on the news that there was a, a wealthy individual who uh, bought Olivia Newton-John's leather coat from Greece. Um, for like, oh gosh, some huge $250 million. He was incredibly wealthy. But you know what he did? He gave it back. He gave the leather jacket back to Olivia Newton-John so that she could um, put it on display at um, the area that she fundraises for. And um, he was on the news, but he would not let them show his face nor use his name. So he didn't do it. He did it. I'm sure it made him feel good. She gave him a big hug and cried. But um, it it also um, was something for the goodness of someone else. And so I thought that was amazing. I, I can't even remember the charity that... Olivia Newton-John was raising the money for. But nonetheless, it was something that she believed in. And so that gave her more to contribute to. So um, I'd love to hear from you. We've got some open lines. Give us a call. Join in the conversation. What have you done, uh, perhaps? Or do you still feel that sadness? And would you like to talk through it? Sometimes talking really does help getting it out. And and um, I was going to tell um, everyone that I think the one healthy part about hearing about the woman who had lost her mother a couple of years ago is that she was talking about it. So getting it out and allowing other people to give her support. So call us, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Before our next break, though, let's go back to the phones. We have Linda in Port Gibson. Hi, Linda. Thanks for calling. Hi. Tell us what you're thinking about. Well, I'm thinking about the last Christmas that I uh, spent with my father. Uh-huh. Uh, I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time, and I flew home to see him because he was 
going through the last stages of colon cancer. Mm-hmm. However, uh, he, he he did get up to get me that uh, real thick, giant candy cane. Oh. And uh, I didn't get sad, you know. I just remember all the years, every year that I can remember, he always gave me that big, thick candy cane for Christmas. And that that really... Uh, that gives you such incredibly... Yeah, positive memories. That one thing you're focusing on that was really positive. And so at Christmas, it'd be really cool to have candy canes on your Christmas tree. So that I would do. all be... I, is that what you I do? do? Wonderful. I have a candy cane ornament. Um, ornament on my, I'm sorry, on my Christmas tree. I put it on my Christmas tree each year. That's wonderful. And just in memory of him. And however, he did die in 80, in March of 86. But but in March, in December of 85, I did have that last Christmas with him. That's special, and that's what you should focus on is that you 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 were lucky enough to have his last Christmas on earth with him, so Linda, that's great um thanks for calling and and thanks for for putting some a positive spin on a loss. Okay, I know we need to go to our next break. And when we come back, we have Robert and Bovina, but we have lots of open lines, so feel free to join in. I want to hear your story. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Joining me on the show each week are healthcare professionals who add their expertise to the discussion. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. We're talking about the holiday blues, how you can get through them, what you can do, how you can make the holidays as positive as some of those happy ever after Hallmark Channel shows that you watch. Um, so let's go on back to the phone. We have Robert in Bovina. Hi, Robert. Hello, Dr. Buttress. Thank you. My question involves counseling data nationwide. Does the science support hanging out with uh, people we know to be happier, more positive and upbeat during the month of December as contrasted with perhaps avoiding people we know to be negative at least for this month, to avoid them making us even more depressed. I'll um, hang up now so I can hear you on the telephone. Thank you. Ah, Robert, that is a really good question. I think that um, that there are data, I'm trying to think if there's any holiday data around that specifically, uh, that topic. We know if you if you hang around individuals, uh, just in general, um, who have a de- depressed mood, that it will pull you down. There's there's no question about it. If you are around people who typically are angry and always negative about things, I think anybody out there who is listening um, can verify the fact that um, it will pull you down. Um are there is there a clear study? Uh, there's surveys about that, but I don't know if there's a good study on that. That's a really good question. And um, as I was just looking over information um, 
about holiday blues and anxiety, I did um, encounter um, a couple of surveys that showed that individuals uh, did better around more positive. So that brings up a good point, uh, Robert, that we probably need to talk about in general. Because one of the stressors of the holidays is truly being around individuals that perhaps um, are uh, negative people who are um, perhaps in-laws or, or you know, first-degree relatives that, that you just don't get along with well. And so do you avoid them uh, or do you limit your time with them or what do you do? The recommendation is, in in my mind, and, and you know, I think I'd love to hear other opinions about this, but, but one thing you can do is um, have a finite time, a, an absolute, okay, I'm going to go to this family gathering. I know these couple of people are going to be there. Um, at the family gathering, I will um, be cordial. I will stay for 30, 45 minutes, and then I'll excuse myself. And and it can be without a real excuse other than just saying I had a great time. Or you can say I've got lots to do. I'm going to have to run. I just wanted to come by and give you a Christmas hug. Um, but it is okay it is okay, and that's one of the recommendations as we move through how to make your holidays brighter and better. It is okay to to not go to a function where you know it's going to be highly stressful. You know, at some point you have to do what's right for you and your own, own psyche. So I would encourage anyone who's listening who who has had an issue like this where every single time you go to a family gathering there's a toxic person there who who disrupts things um you can either go for a finite time you can decline um and if if need be if there is an individual in your family who sort of leads it and wonders why you're not there, I think it would be okay to say, because every time I go, um, so-and-so ends up with um, being somewhat of a disruptor to it, and I just need to stay away from that. I think it's okay if you trust that individual and it's not going to explode into something, or it's okay to just say, you know, these gatherings are sometimes difficult for me. I'd love to have dinner with you one night instead of go to the the gathering. Um, so I, I just said, yes, it's okay to be around um, negative energy. Um, and because if, if there is nothing but negative energy and you know you're going to leave feeling bad or you're going to excessively drink trying to avoid it, it'd be better to stay away from it. This is supposed to be a celebration with happiness, not not negativity or sadness. So that's what I that's what I think, you know, um, limiting the number of functions that you go to spend time with supportive and caring people. And if they're not supporting, supportive and caring, stay away. You know what? I had another thought as well. Uh, me being a single mom and, uh, you know, when we talk about this on Marshall. It's challenging. And I want to. Uh, turn this over to a lot of the single parents um, that are listening to the show. How do you handle if you can't afford to buy? I have a teenager, so, you know, I talked to some of my coworkers who have the little kids, and it's so easy to go in the store and fill up the tree full of toys that, you know, you get from Target or Walmart and the little stores. But when they get older, it's a, it's a little different. And, Dr. Butchers, you and I talk about this a lot. Um, sometimes I have the guilt feelings of, well, she wants this and she wants that. And sometimes I may even, I have in the past gone into debt trying yes, to. Yes, you have. <laughs> and I have talked to you about that because that is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And you're not teaching your children the the 
the right model. You're not being the model that you want your child to follow. If you go into debt um, trying to satisfy your child's every whim or their biggest whim, then um, you're not you're not showing them what you want them to do. You don't want her going into no, debt no, buying presents no, for you. No, uh, <laughs> I don't right? think. Look, I don't think she would. And you but... don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but I do. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, and you know, as a mom, I'm, I know you feel. What I'm saying, I love that happiness on her face. I I want her to be, especially on Christmas. I'm a nostalgic type person. I know we have a lot of uh, uh, parents that have teenagers out here now. They go to the malls now and they buy what they want the day after or before. I still like the element of surprise. I like Uh, her to open. I do too, but it's okay to say... Um, you know, to get her something smaller and then maybe give her a start with some money for the much more expensive thing and say, we're going to save our money up. I couldn't afford it. But this goes in the piggy bank, the box, the whatever, um, toward that. So, yeah, think about that. I'd love to hear our our listeners' comments on that. Y'all call at 877-672-7464. Okay, let's stay on the line. Um, We have Ed in Jackson. Hey, Ed, how are you? Good morning. Um, I was just wanting to call and let you know that uh, my my church, uh, St. Andrew's Episcopal Cathedral in downtown Jackson, across from the Governor's Mansion, right. has what is called a longest night service. Uh, the night of the 21st into the 22nd is the longest day, but it's also the, I mean, it's the shortest day, but the longest night. Right. And the service is at 515 on the 22nd, which is a Sunday. And it is a service we've had for several years now. Uh, some people call it the Blue Christmas, but we call it the Longest Night. And it's for people who have suffered a loss uh, through death, divorce, um, loss of a job, loss of... And it's for anyone who is having a particularly hard time this time of year. And it is, uh, it's a service of uh, prayer, meditation, uh, reflection. Uh, it's been very meaningful to me and for many other people. And I just wanted to let people know that, that is occurring. Thank you, Ed. That's a beautiful concept to to gather, have people gather together. And, you know, when you gather people together like that, um, it it lets everyone know that they really are not alone. Uh, and, you know, hopefully it might prevent some feelings of loneliness. You might meet someone um, at at that church function at St. Andrews. Um, where you could um, eventually have someone that could be your friend and support you, and you could support each other in in your loss. So, I think that's a a wonderful idea and concept. So, well, it is open to the public of uh, any denomination or no denomination. Uh, if someone just needs to be not alone and to um, reflect and meditate on their loss or why they're sad. Uh, and to let them know that uh, God has his arms around them anyway. Beautiful. Thank you, Ed. All right. I know it's time for our final break. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about a poll of a thousand adults that I think I found interesting. Um, We're talking about making that Christmas jolly, that holiday season jolly. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. 877-672-7464. We want to stay away from the holiday blues if we can. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. And everyone you meet Oh, the mistletoe is hung where you can see Somebody waits for you Kiss her once for me Have a Jolly Christmas, and in case you didn't hear, oh by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. <laughs> This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Oh, 
Welcome back, and thanks for listening. You know, that song reminds me of something that we've kind of joked about in my household. Um, you know, you say you don't want anything for Christmas, and um, then are you going to really be disappointed if you don't get something for Christmas? So I I think to, to again, put everything in perspective, think about what the season is about, think about it giving back. You know, if you have limited finances, or even if you don't, um, what about making something for Christmas for those um, people that you love and care about and you don't know what to get for them? Cookies. I know food sometimes um, is, is something that people get a lot of, but think about it. It's something that people you know can use, right? And if you want to do something healthy instead of cookies or cake, um, what about fruit? Fruit is so good for you, and a lot of people forget about just a nice basket of fruit or a Christmas ornament. Um, I've probably made about 50 Christmas ornaments this holiday. I love doing that kind of thing. And so those of you out there who are friends of mine may be getting a Christmas ornament. But think about the things that um, it put a little bit of you into it and a little bit of thought, but it doesn't have to be really terribly expensive um, or expensive at all. So um, I did want to tell you a little bit about a survey, and that's why I'm bringing up expense. Um, A a poll by a a principal financial group uh, polled 1,000 adults, and over half of them experienced financial stress due to holiday spending. I know we've talked about that a lot, but I just want everybody to remember, if you're putting yourself in straits like that, it's it's a bad thing, and all it does is cause additional negative things. So try to stay away from that if you can. Um, so in the last few minutes, we still have time for a caller. If you have something on your mind, please call. I'd love to hear from you at um, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, But in the last few minutes, let's talk about some things. We already talked about the causes of holiday blues, stress, fatigue, unrealistic expectations, over-commercialization, financial stress, inability to be with someone's family and friends. So, you know, we talked about not wanting to be around some negative people, but what we didn't talk about as much other than with deceased loved ones, there are a lot of people out there who have deployed uh, loved ones who can't see them now. So what can you do to make that time very special, perhaps if you can have a Skype session with them or something like that. Think about doing that. And if you can't, then think about um, writing them a long letter and um, putting it in the mail for them to get after the holidays. Um, There are things you can do to still feel like you're there with them. Um, So, now here in the last few minutes, some tips on coping with the holiday stress and depression. We've already talked about some of them, but I want to go through them a little more slowly. Okay, make realistic expectations of what the holidays are supposed to be. Um, you know, getting on Facebook and reading about all these amazing things everybody has done or is going to do is of no benefit to you. So if you find that causing more stress and anxiety because you know your holiday is going to be way simpler than maybe some of your friends, don't go to Facebook. Stay away from it for a while. Set realistic goals for yourself. If you know, like we were talking about earlier, that if you try to go to every single thing you get invited to, you're going to be fatigued, then don't do it. Or if you you want to make a gift for every single person um, that uh, enters your doorway, uh, but you know that that would be too hard, don't do it. Just give them a hug and a kiss or a Christmas card. Um, Do what is realistic for you. 
Okay, here's one that it's lucky we are running out of time or my husband might call in. Pace yourself. And I really do have have trouble with this. Don't take on more responsibilities than you can handle. I'm finally learning this um, as I've gotten older. Uh, it's okay to say, no, I just don't. I'm so sorry. I would love to, but I don't have time to do that. Choose the obligations that you must make and then the others that you would love to make and then the things that you don't have to do. If you're not up to it, don't do it and don't feel guilty about it. For example, you're likely to need to be there if you work in an office for maybe one office function or one work function. You're likely to have a a family commitment or perhaps some other friend commitment. But it's okay to politely decline if there are other things that you get invited to from somebody that you're not really close to. It's okay to step away. Make a list. And I know think that sounds trite, but sit down. If you get overwhelmed, I, I did this the other day with a friend of mine who said, I feel like my brain's going to explode. I, I'm overwhelmed. We sat down and I said, okay, let's make a list. Put the four things that are at the very top of your list. And we, we literally went through them and checked them off. And that's what you need to do. Um, live and enjoy the present. Look to the future with positive optimism. Do not look back on the negative If you look back, think about those wonderful things that happened in the past and how you can make them even better in the future. Don't set yourself up for sadness by comparing today with the good old days. They're gone. They're not here. So we're going to be positive and look forward. If you are lonely, if you are lonely, Get out there and volunteer. Give some time to help others. That way you won't feel lonely and you might change somebody's life. You may save somebody's life by just letting them know you care. Okay, I've got lots of others. You can go online and and, and look or listen to our podcast if you want to review this. Thanks so much. I hope everyone has a wonderful, happy holiday. We will see you next week. Um, I want to thank Michelle again, our producer, call screener Liz Gill, um, Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio. Christmas